Hey, y'all. Thanks for joining us for another episode of 911 Delta, Tethered for Life. This podcast may not be suitable to all listeners due to language and subject matters. Please listen with care. What happened? Sorry. <laughs> Just I hit the instead of hit it, got it. I, I hit leave uh, <laughs> meeting instead. Hit leave meeting. Okay. <laughs> Oops. Right. Oopsie. Hey y'all, welcome to the big 10th episode of 911 Delta Tethered for Life. I'm your host Anna, here with... Esta es Casey, bienvenidos. ¿Cómo estás tu semana? Vas? <laughs> no, no, no questions <laughs> in español. Okay, okay. So, if that gives you an idea, folks, of what tonight's episode is going to be like, culture diversity but before we get into that how was your week (laughs) (laughs) well you know it's the week before christmas and it's just a regular shit show around here um yeah here so you know but how was how was how was the cruising on the rough seas uh it was interesting to say the least it was Still relaxing, but um, I was not a fan of the big waves and storms that we we went through. It was not cool. But nevertheless, I was not working and I was not at home, so it wasn't so bad. Right, right. That would so be my luck going on a cruise, though, too. Be like, <laughs> I mean, and it rained every single day except the one day, which we lucked out. It was the one day that we were actually in the really beautiful half moon K in the Bahamas and it was 80 degrees sunny. So we did get to enjoy that whole day, but then it just went downhill after that. (laughs) Man. But anyways, we're home and back to reality. (laughs) Oh, tonight we're talking about cultural diversity in the public. This one. Yeah. Sorry. This hits home for me. I apologize. Anna, I'm walking all over you. Um, so this one's going to be a golden because it does hit home for me. I guess because I'm married to into a culture with the Spanish culture. So I, anyways. So yes, how does it affect, or what does it mean in the public safety world? Yeah. So I looked. I looked at the actual definition of cultural, and 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 it's. <clears throat> relating to the ideas, customs, and social behavior of a society. Um, and so I've actually taught this class uh, for the Criminal Justice Academy before. And it's really interesting because we always think of it as the, like, people of different ethnicities, different countries, different, you know, as like the cultural thing, like, you're married mm-hmm. to a Spanish-speaking person. Um, I've lived in different countries being a Navy brat. But we also have different cultures within our own American society. Mm-hmm. I mean, not just ethnic cultures. I mean, people who do, like, drugs, like, that's a culture, and gangs, and things like that are all also cultures that, in public safety, you have to deal with, and, like, just like 
you speaking Spanish to me and I'm like, I don't know what you're saying. I mean, I had a couple years of it in high school, but when you start rolling, I don't know. I might be able to pick out a word here and there. Same thing. Like sometimes when you're talking, like talking to people who are using words, you don't even know. Hell, I mean, for people who have kids that are growing up, like my kids are like, oh, that's sus. That's sussy. I don't even know what that means. (laughs) I don't even know what that one means. What it means <laughs> suspicious. Oh. <laughs> right? Not it's not suspicious <laughs> anymore. It's sussy. Okay. Sussy. Okay. Sussy. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Gonna have to remember that. One. Right. So that's like a whole cultural thing too, right? Just different age groups. Anyway, so cultural diversity and public safety <clears throat> can mean a whole lot of things. But one of the things that we often deal with are the language barriers. Yeah, that's a huge one, unfortunately. A lot of us now who are more familiar with Spanish because it's common. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, you know, you get into some of these other languages and you're like, oh, I don't know what that is, you know. (laughs) So normally what happens is we have um, a translation service available and they can actually, if you don't know the language, they will get somebody on the line who can listen to it and they're supposed to be able to point you in the right direction. I've only had to do that a couple of times and I'm not, I'm not, they never got me exactly to the right place, but they kind of got me close. <laughs> so yeah, I've never been- had to do that. Yeah, yeah, I've had, um, and they were all, um, well, actually, no, one of them was an an Asian speaker, and it's funny because I was actually born in the Philippines, and I can pick out Tagalog pretty well, but I knew that wasn't what it was, and it was not, like, any of, like, I didn't think it was, like, any of the other, like, Mandarin or Japanese or, um, and I can't remember what it was, but it was like a dialect of one of them. Like it, so it <laughs> took like three people to get to the right person. And then I had another one that was um, an Arabic dialect. <laughs> like I think I had a Farsi speaker and they were able to communicate, but it wasn't like a hundred percent, you know? Wow. I've never yeah. had that one either. I've only dealt with them. Um... Well, Spanish, obviously, and the, I've had one Mandarin call my entire 16 years. Really? <laughs> never had to use language line other than I would use it for Spanish, even though I speak sp- uh, fluent Spanish, but I wasn't sure about it at the time. So, never- yeah, we used, to, <laughs> we used to give a lot of people to you and be like, Casey, they're speaking Spanish. Can you figure out what they need? And I could. It's just I didn't want to. And and I know it sounds terrible, but, you know, once they know, and I'm not comfortable with it myself, even though I, I mean, I understand it more than I feel like I speak it, if that makes sense. But because, you know, they basically flip flop things backwards and compared to our language, the English language. And so I get like, damn, is that right? But I mean, they really don't give a fuck, to be honest. Like if they, but then when they hear you trying, 
then they start getting faster and I'm like, whoa, yeah, no. And I still can't to this day. If they get going fast, forget it. But if somebody pisses me off, then I get faster in speaking Spanish. So it's really weird. <laughs> I know. The, so, um... so I do really well if I'm pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> The the uh, the Germans would do the same thing. Like when I lived there, and they would ask like a question, and I would be like, "Oh, I only speak a little bit of German," and then they would just like launch into some explanation. And they they do the mm-hmm. same thing. Like basically every language except for English, the noun and the verb are in the other place. Why we have to be different, I don't know. But it's annoying if you're trying to learn another language. And then mm-hmm. the Germans, like, they'll put, like, three words together to make this one long-ass word. And you're like, what? <laughs> like, I don't know what that was, but okay. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that was that was always interesting. They would do the same thing. And um, I used to, at the, the horse farm that I was at, this girl was she kind of was like you and I kind of was like that too like she she spoke I thought very good English but she was not comfortable with it and then I was not comfortable speaking German and so we would have these hilarious conversations where I would speak and and there was this guy uh, who was friends with both of us and he was a, he was a businessman so he had really good English and he would always scold us he'd be like you need to speak German and you need to speak English and you know that's the only way you're gonna <laughs> learn and it was it was quite funny so so I and so that I is the it. truth yeah I did take uh, Spanish in school as well but I didn't learn a damn thing but then I marry a Spanish fella and have been with him for 27 years so you really don't have a choice but right <laughs> and you know i choose and i'm the only white girl in the family that's married to a spanish guy i mean there's a couple of us but i'm the only one that has chosen to actually learn mm-hmm. and speak it the other wives are like eh, have no interest well that's fine but this bitch i want to know what you're saying about me i don't give a damn <laughs> Well, no. Right, so. right. And so then how do you, because I know this happens frequently, um, when you get those callers on the line that you know Oof. they speak English? Well, for the longest time, I would tell them, like, you can kind of tell that they're hesitant at first. Like, they don't want to tell you that they speak English, even if it's broken, you know, just fucking try. But anyways... I, because I have family members that try to pull that bullshit where they play the no, no speak of English shit. Well, bullshit. Yes, you do. And, <laughs> oh and then they, you know, I would say, no, I, you have someone speak a Spanish. Nope, I don't. Well, then they feel like, oh shit, now I don't have a choice. And then they'll start speaking. But then if you say, if they say no, and then I'm starting to speak your language speaking to you in Spanish because that's what you tell me and then you fucking turn around and answer my ass in English like no we're not playing this game like 
it's one or the other. Like I'm not flip-flopping back and forth. <laughs> so uh, that really gets that. Oof, I don't like that at all. And then you try to play dumb. I mean, for what? You know, why are you acting? We're not going to come and like arrest you and send you back to wherever you're from. Like, that's not how this works. And I think that's obviously uh, what they're afraid of. I think they just have that in their minds that, you know, the police are going to come or whatever. And they get scared, I think, is the bottom line a lot of the times. Normally on the job, they want you to be very politically correct and and whatever. And we we treat everybody equally like it. But that means... That we're probably going to not take your shit either. Because right. we're not going to take the shit from an English-speaking person either. Right. I don't care. Like, <laughs> Nope. Which brings us to that call that I took that time where the guy was... We were trying to find the registered owner to some car or something. I don't remember exactly the, the call, all of it, but... And, you know, I knew I was talking to the owner of the car, but he wanted to play dumb and didn't want to speak English or damn Spanish until I got so pissed and was just like, well, then you know what? Your car is going to be towed. Well, then for whatever reason, that fucker learned how to speak English real quick. Right. Right. And like, like, we don't have time for that kind of stuff, you know, like, and I used to for the longest time. Before I took the Spanish test and stuff to be able to be compensated for speaking Spanish on the job or whatnot, um, I I would I always thought, okay, you're here. My mindset was, you're here. Like, why am I trying to cater to you know you not being able to speak? Like, you come here, you should learn. Just like if I went to somewhere else, like I would need to learn everything, but. In reality, it doesn't happen like that. That's not the way it is. And it's not the way to be. So, you know, I right. did change that pretty quick. But it's frustrating um, in the public service because it could be a true emergency. And with that, you know, barrier, they're not understanding or whatnot. It, the stress level goes way through the roof. Well, yeah. Know. And then, you know, sometimes you have people... Like that kind of have that mindset. Like, let's say you have a like a minor motor vehicle accident, and you have somebody who is American, English speaking, whatever, and they and the other person is foreign, uh, speaks a foreign language, and they have that mindset of, well, you should speak English, and then they're just rude, and they, you know, so mm -hmm. then. It's it could be a simple information exchange, right? You give me your insurance information, I give you mine. We go on our merry way, but no, you got to send the popo out there because y'all mm -hmm. can't communicate. So it's not like it's always just between us. Sometimes it's between nine one one callers who are just being big babies because they don't want to right you know, accommodate somebody and act like a human. Um, which, you know, I mean, for me, living in other countries and visiting other countries, like, I get it. Like, you you know, you can't 
especially if you're vacationing somewhere. I mean, you're not right language, right? Right, um, definitely not. So, and I mean, I lived in Germany for a couple of years, and I still didn't speak that great when I left there. So, I get it. Um, but it is it is tricky. And then, of course, sometimes the phone, you know, it, cell service could not be good, or sometimes the speakers distorted. And usually when people mm-hmm. are trying to talk louder or yell or whisper or whatever, that makes it worse. Makes it even worse. <laughs> right? Yep. So it's like, I need you to talk in as calm a voice as possible and, you know, so we can figure out what's going on. And like in our center that we worked in, didn't have very many Spanish-speaking persons or people, the person, I'm like, whatever, you know what I mean. Right. Um, or any other language for that matter. Um, it was me and another girl that spoke Spanish, as far as dispatchers. Now, some of the deputies spoke, you know, but they weren't always on duty, or if they were on a call, we couldn't utilize them. Um, and then when the one chick left, it was basically just me, I think, in the entire comm center at that point that spoke or could speak Spanish. Um, but the language line, that was such a pain in the butt because a lot of times they didn't understand to, you know, that you what you were going to do. Like, you know, they hear the click because you have to click over onto the other line to get them on. And then they would think you hung up. So then you're like constantly, they'll call back and going through that whole mess. Right, right. And then you have- So even though it helped, it was a pain in the ass to use. Right. And then you have the the poor uh, interpreters who are not 911 dispatchers, okay? Like, they are straight interpreters. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. some of these calls, you feel bad because you know you're just traumatizing them because, because of the <laughs> right. questions you're having to ask. And, you know, then they're like, uh, uh, you know. Yeah, because we don't give a fuck what we ask because we're there to we get paid to be nosy and be in every right. ounce of your business. Whereas these folks are like, oh, God, I can't ask that. You know, yeah, you can. Like, just do it. <laughs> right, right. Well, like somebody not wanting to speak English for fear of getting in trouble or whatever. And it's like somebody who's calling you for an overdose, not wanting to tell you that. Or not wanting to tell you right. what it is because, you know, they think they're they're going to get in trouble. It's like, well, your friend's going to die or not. Like, mm-hmm. we don't care. Yes. But if you tell us, yes. they can be prepared. We can then right. around. Right. And checking some blood sugar when <laughs> that's not the problem. <laughs> you know right <laughs> yeah um and the emd cards that we use um to give instruction that kind of thing um we actually had one set of those that they ended up getting um in spanish but of course nobody in the center would have been able to use them because they didn't speak spanish yeah and i always feared the whole liability thing even though i knew i wasn't like saying anything that I shouldn't, but at the same time, you still have in the back of your mind. I mean, being a 911 dispatcher anyways, you have always have that thought of liability being sued or whatnot, but 
Right. Or having to explain in court why you said what you said. <laughs> right. Right. Like, and I know a lot of the I don't know like proper Spanish. Like I know the slang Spanish, which is pretty much what everybody speaks around our community. Okay, so I found this funny nine one one call clip from the show Paradise PD. And it is like the reverse of the guy who calls and says that he doesn't speak English. Even though it's a comedy and it's supposed to be funny, it is exactly what dealing with some 911 callers is like. You don't know you're speaking Spanish. And before you hit your head, you used to speak English. Um, maybe try hitting yourself in the head again. Oh my goodness. Oh my so god. So the poor fella fell down fell down, hit his head, then all of a sudden spoke Spanish, but didn't know he was speaking Spanish. So he hit his head again, and then he had some Australian English accent at that point. Was it Australian <laughs> or was it South African? Uh, or, well, I don't know. Or Kiwi. Was he from New Zealand? I don't know. Or was it just English? I don't know. Uh, it reminds me, I worked um, at a horse but, once with a bunch of um, exchange students and a few of my friends that worked there like that were full-time employees were um, English couple of Irish people and there was one guy one exchange student we actually had two a guy and a girl from South Africa actually sorry it was two guys and a girl from South Africa and the one guy was a very like buff surfer type guy he was definitely South African and the owner of the farm used to say to him Every time he would see him, good day, mate. And we would all be like, no, dude, that's, that's Australia. That's, that's not it. That's not it. But anyway, <laughs> so that, that's, yeah. <clears throat> anyway. That's great. That's, <clears throat> all right. So this one. I can't remember where this one was out of but i uh had no idea what was happening here so this is all you casey you, you can tell well, let's hope i can figure it out Dame el número, por favor. Es el 30. Ajá. 30. 
¿Qué te pasa? Es que, es que un hombre está peleando con mi mami. ¿Y dónde vives? No hay nadie ahí adulto que te pueda hacer. Dame la dirección, dame la dirección. ¿Dónde vivís? ¿Qué colonia? Aquí, por, por Tita. ¿Por dónde? Aquí, por, casi por, Altavista, este, por la escuelita de Altavista. No. Espérate, hijo. ¿Aló? 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 No, 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 That was definitely a domestic, um, which obviously was the little kid that was calling. Um, I mean, that, but that's she was given the cell, cell phone number. Yeah, so I guess her parents, or his parents, I'm not sure if it was a boy or a girl, but uh, were fighting, and some of it I couldn't uh, make out, but I think it's because the kid put the phone down or was away from the phone for yeah. a minute, and then, so. And then, yeah, the yelling. Um, but, yeah, like, I mean, I... But like that's, that's a good one. That's trying to get the address and all that. Yeah, I mean, she, operator was asking for the address, but the kid never gave right, it. Never. But um, that, that much I did get. That, like, she's she's trying to get the address, yeah. and then she's just giving her the mm -hmm. number, and it's like, no, that's not what I need. I need the address of the house. So, well, that was good uh, to listen to because that brings another point that used to irritate me a lot was how they would have uh, Spanish folks that I dealt with would have their smaller kids call 911 um, because, you know, they spoke English where the parents obviously didn't. And that just used to burn my ass because, you know, some things kids shouldn't, you know, shouldn't be doing. And I mean, I get they, the parents can't communicate, but at the same time, it's kind of, sad for the kids you know that they're having to be an adult in this particular moment you know scary situation right. or things they shouldn't even be involved in so that that used to irritate me a lot too especially yeah. if you had to ask them like really detailed questions things that you know you wouldn't want to talk to a kid about but right you'd have to because that was your only way to communicate so yeah, and I I have definitely had some of those too. And I just a rescue type call or not a rescue. If it was a rescue type call, I don't feel as bad because I feel like it's more yeah, sometimes it's embarrassing or whatever, but it, it's at least like that that's something that people can't necessarily control, right? But then like you have a domestic situation. I know I, a lot of times I would just be like, it's a child calling and I'm <laughs> I'm not I'm not gonna go there. I'm not gonna ask those questions. Um if you had a Spanish speaking deputy, maybe you get them to call back. You know, you, there's places mm -hmm. that have more of them than say we do in the I just wonder like what some um agencies that may not even have that capability of using language line and don't have anybody that speaks other languages. I mean, I'm they're I can't imagine that these this day and time, but 
I mean, I'm sure there are a few places, and I guess you pretty much just <laughs> cross your right. fingers and toes that you can figure something out to get help that, oof, I don't know. Right. Hopefully the technology part of it would work in their favor as far as getting the cell uh, transmitted or the landline location, that kind of thing. Right. That's pretty much all you, you would probably have at that point. There's, you know, Google Translate. So what other cultural things besides language do you remember that was a common issue? I want to say is like religion one too like with the different cultures like some folks don't believe in a certain type of help you know medical help not that i ever had had that like while dispatching right. but i mean i think that is a thing that they have certain beliefs about certain types of medical help um right and then you have the occasional uh sovereign citizen encounter oh yes that's a good one we did have quite a few of those in the <laughs> yeah well, we got a few of those we got a few <laughs> of those out this way so um yeah that... Which that in itself totally blows my mind i mean i don't know that i really fully understand that other than they're they don't have a law right basically is they do what the hell they want to do and that's they, gonna be they don't, it they don't like our laws so they yeah. kind of do their own shit yeah, which is interesting, and then they need help. Yeah, I'm I'm not quite sure how well that goes in life, but <laughs> probably not very well. I would imagine. I would say like the the like the medical treatment, the religion thing. Mm -hmm. The times that I've dealt with that were like death, and people don't you know want a certain thing and it's like you yeah. don't really understand like you know if it's somebody that kind of died out of the blue well there's certain things that have to happen right right and then child birthing you know because okay. you'll sometimes you'll have people that are very home birth and they were had this whole plan and then that just went awry and then they're panicked yeah, because they're not prepared <laughs> for for something right. other than what they anticipated. But it doesn't always happen. No, no. And, you know, in the culture diversity classes that we, you know, were mandatory for dispatchers to take. <laughs> I don't I don't feel that it, I really learned much. No, and it, it's only mm -hmm. like a two hour class. You know, when I yeah. taught it, it was very it's brief and it basically, yeah, very just, brief. it basically just tells you to be nice to everybody yeah pretty much i mean you know i mean but you know in reality nobody's gonna in this day and time this world is so fucked right now like nobody really does that anymore and we used to always joke we used to joke about this on our original d shift all the time about either we were gonna have to go to cultural diversity class or sexual harassment class yep. because the shit that we used to talk about you know because it was a bunch of women and a black guy oh my god we would give him all kinds of crap you know when we had mike on things that we talked about when we, we worked together you know two or three people in 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 a basement closet for you know 12 hours 
it just blows my mind now that people act so crazy mm -hmm. about what you can and cannot talk about. And, oh, my God, you're going to hurt somebody's feelings. And Yes, it's too much. I, and you know me, I'm one of those. I make jokes pretty much about every damn thing and I'm just not right in the mind. Well, well we talked about like that's a that's a public safety thing. Like that's a coping it strategy. Is. It is like the comedy and just right. I mean, and yeah. honestly, I feel like if you're if you're joking everybody the same. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I don't leave anybody out. Right. <laughs> <I'm fair. laughs> we're gonna talk shit about everybody. everybody everybody i mean and okay like we used to say we only talk truth though like it's no right. gossip shit like it's truth it's truth <laughs> yes it would really burn my ass when people would assume that law enforcement especially was and it happens to fire rescue though too, but not as much because, like, as my husband would say, everybody loves a fireman. Um, <laughs> but like, they would just assume that law enforcement gonna be racist or not treat people fairly, or and it's like these people are humans too. Right. They come from the same shitty places you do. I mean, I remember when they went to that um, listing languages people spoke and compensating for people, compensating mm -hmm. people for that. And like the list and like the crazy shit that was on there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, like somebody speaks Latvian? What the hell? You know? Yeah, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> like, right? The general public sometimes have this like feeling about public safety people as like they're only one type of people and we are just as freaking culturally diverse as the rest of the world yeah, it may be more women well in dispatch there may be more women than men generally but i think and especially if you put all the departments together you know in the country it's a gonna be a real diverse group of people you're people <laughs> <laughs> for sure and we i mean you talk about all kinds of shit and nobody gets offended because you just know that that's the yeah. way it is you you have to talk about it to understand it and i guess that's the thing like people feel like that i a lot of times it's that they they're afraid of something or they don't understand something mm-hmm and because we are always in this thing of having to ask the hard questions and deal with hard shit, yeah. we're, you know, like, we'll talk about that crazy shit because why not? What else you can talk about at three in the morning? Yeah, I mean, and you learn from, from a lot of this stuff. And so that brings me to ask. You know, what can we as dispatchers or public safety folks do to maybe help ourselves as well as the folks that, you know, have different languages or whatnot, besides the culture diversity class, which we've already talked that you don't really learn much because it's so brief. You know, what are other things that we could do to help ourselves make our jobs easier, but also make the folks that are calling in who don't know feel comfortable or 
you know, I don't know. And as far as the folks calling in, like for them to know too, that we may not be getting it a hundred percent, but that doesn't mean that, you know, we're not trying to figure out what's going on, but. All right. I feel like there's a lot of, it, it all goes back to like community education mm-hmm. and don't, I mean, I don't know if, if you're, school was like this but I remember being a kid and like you know they they like teaching you how to call 911 and like that you needed to know your address and all of these things I mean they didn't they didn't really go into great detail but it was like know your address know your phone number this is how you dial 911 and like I don't feel like they do that anymore like my kids my kids know because we've taught them but I don't, they don't come home and say, hey, mommy, they told us how to call you today. You know, like. Right. No, so- I mean, and at my job now, we have a lot of folks wanting, you know, calling in, wanting the fire department to come out to the schools and, you know, see the trucks and learn fire safety. So that kind of thing is still going out. Yes. But as for far sure. as the 911 use and yeah, no, I haven't heard that in a really long time. Yeah, and I feel like, too, just, you know, general community (laughs) education, and especially in those culturally diverse neighborhoods. I mean, because, you know, a lot of times you get areas within a locality where, I mean, in the big cities, you know, they've got Chinatown and Little Italy. And, you know, they've they've got all those places because culturally similar people tend to group together so Mm -hmm. why you know why don't we educate you know the spanish-speaking neighborhoods on calling 911 you know that i think that goes back to community education and that probably goes back to budget yes probably so you know and and how are you going to get people to do that i mean we do like the national night out and things like that it's not like you're sitting at the table telling people how to call 911 yeah. giving yeah. shit out right <laughs> yep so, so that doesn't really help so that may be yeah. something we need to look into yeah sure. maybe, maybe it is <clears throat> might have just opened another door for us bug maybe maybe community education on calling 911 i mean it sounds silly cuz i mean who doesn't know how to call 911, but I mean, you'd be surprised. You would definitely be surprised. <laughs> oh my. This, this brought up a thought. You know, we don't really care. Like if you're calling to tell us that your friend's dying because they're ODing on something, we're not worried about the drug issue right then. However, you should <laughs> not call 911 when somebody stole your drugs that you were trying to sell to them. Okay, <laughs> you should probably not do that. Probably not. It happens quite frequently, weirdly, but it does. <laughs> um, so, you know, and they don't always lead with that. You know, it's, oh, like somebody robbed me. Well, what did they steal from you? Well, oh, why? For sure. Yeah, but in, like we said in the very beginning of this, starting this podcast, if we even get through to one or two people on 
some education, we're doing good. Like, that's right. Yeah, we're definitely not in this to be making money or the, get popular, or whatever. Because bitches, we are popular. Already. <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. in our own head. You know, right? We, we, right? We truly want to educate to make everybody's life easier, from the caller to the dispatcher. Yeah, and it's really important if you are having a fucking emergency. <laughs> like, seriously, I mean, it's, you know, some of these calls that you listen to and and people just don't know, gosh, and it's it's heartbreaking, you know. Because, it is. Yeah, and it's, it's not that difficult, but it is something, it's another thing where we get in a rhythm because we we do it all the time firefighters paramedics they train all the time law enforcement officers train you know kind of like soldiers in the military special forces you know they train 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 so that these mm -hmm. things become second nature but when you're just a random person who's never had to call 911 for anything ever and then the shit hits the fan yeah, and you have no idea. Well, they should know that it's going to get personal real quick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, just the you know, real I think quick. We, yeah, I think we talked about this before, but uh, had a guy the other night who called and got the neighboring jurisdiction, and they called to verify that his address was was our jurisdiction, and then transferred him over. And when the 911 call came in on the Annie Alley screen, it popped up as that jurisdiction's address. And oh, I'm Jesus. like, so I verified it with him. And then I noticed that it was a voiceover IP. And yeah. I said, oh, well, you used to live here. You haven't changed your address yet. And he was like, oh, and, and he was an older guy and he was calling for his wife needed medical assistance. Well, if she had been in really bad shape, that yep. whole process took at least five minutes. Yep. So to that call, right. For us to figure out, you know, and I think the call that we talked about, I think it's a bunch of episodes ago now, but where I had, I think, and I think we talked about this, I don't remember, but it was like a burglary that was happening and they were in, it was two kids and they were in California. Yeah. But their voiceover IP was still coming to Virginia, right yeah. so that's important shit to know like when you move you got to change your address you can't just pick up your and if you box, hadn't whatever. like even thought of that which some folks in that moment in time wouldn't mm -mm. even think about the voiceover i mean you would have been probably transferring that person back you know like it could have <laughs> went on you know, who knows right right if so. i hadn't done this for enough years to know right like, hmm, i need to check because i mean and, and the address that was on the screen was not the address that she gave to me when she called so i'm like right. eh. which that shows that you cannot assume ever in this job that right just because you have something on your screen that doesn't necessarily always mean that's <laughs> the location that is that's correct yeah right and um <laughs> so yeah i mean just even little things like that like people People don't know. Well, hopefully, he will listen and change that because that could potentially save a life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, I got a shout out to 
Lake of the Woods Volunteer Fire Department because they probably still do the best Santa run ever. And Santa, by the way, loves the show, which is super cool. Yes, Um, I saw that. I I do have kind of a funny story about that, though. (laughs) Years ago, years ago, when my husband was doing this with... um, the particular fire department, they, they passed by an address and um, this, my husband grew up in this neighborhood, so he knew it really well. And they hear a medical call get dispatched for an elderly female who had fallen at this address. And he's like, and I think he's dry. He like, he's driving the end. And so, you know, he's got the, the radio and his headset and he's like, Oh, we just went by there. He's like, I really hope that she did not fall trying to like get out the door to see Santa. Oh no. Sure enough. Oh shit. The ambulance got there and that's what she was trying to do. (laughs) Yeah. That's awful. Well, I'm glad Santa likes the podcast and I hope this year I'm on his not naughty list. I want to be on the good list. I don't know that stretch. <laughs> yeah, probably just a little bit. <laughs> but a girl can dream. That's right. Um, Maybe next year. Yep, there's always next year. Well, that's awesome. So great job for those fellas and ladies that do those Santa runs. It's pretty awesome. There's a couple agencies that do that. And of course, we want to remind everyone to. Keep on listening and keep on following. Um, share, share, share on all the platforms. Uh, rate us, leave us comments. You can email us at um, our email address, <laughs> which is podcast nine one one delta yes. at yahoo.com. That probably would help, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's in the show notes, I put it all in the show it notes. Is. But yes. sometimes I even get it backwards. <laughs> but it's um, podcast nine one one delta, not nine one one delta podcast. In case you. Yes. Um, so if you if you've gotten it backwards and we haven't answered you, that would be why. We've got some exciting new things that we're going to be doing starting next year with the podcast. Maybe some giveaways, some merch, the merch. Yep working on that and still need guests if you guys want to be a guest again reach out to us we've had quite a few which we're very thankful for and they've been awesome all of them so if you want to be on the show let us know and we want to thank everybody all the first responders especially the folks that will be working christmas because this is our last show until christmas Um, So thank everyone for all their hard work and dedication on that and wish everyone a Merry Christmas. Yeah. And happy holidays. And we will have our next episode, which will be before the new year. Um, But we want to discuss realistic goals for the new year for public service folks and dispatchers. So we'll see what we can come up with. That's right. And I'm sure we can come up with some fun stories. Somebody's got to have some fun stories about New Year's Eve because nothing good happens after midnight, people. Yeah. 
I think I've only worked actually a couple of New Year Eves. Um, I have not really worked too many, so I don't really have anything to share on that one myself. But I know somebody out there does, so we'll uh, see what we can can get on that. All right, guys. Well, until next time. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Bye. Bye.